If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the one and the only, the golf guru, got Uncle Dave Essler on the podcast. You guys can find him on X at Dave underscore Essler. Make sure you guys check us out at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast, but not just any normal Tuesday there, Uncle Dave. It's the return of the golf podcast for 2024. Last season, we wrapped it up there after the tour championship, and then football started, so took some time off. Football finally over, thank God, and now we are back. Uncle Dave, golf podcasts are back. I'm pretty sure that that's got you excited. How excited are you to be back in action now for the Phoenix Open? Um, I'll let you know Sunday night, Sleepy. Um, You know, we've had three or four years we've been doing this, and we've had a winning year all four years, so I kind of feel a little pressure here to do well. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's, um, you know, handicapping golf is fun, and uh, I'm hopeful that we will make the people the money this year um, as we have in the years past. That's all I got. You know, I think you're right there, Uncle Davis. I actually feel a little pressure to go ahead and perform this year. I think going in each and every year, I don't want to say we were a little bit blind to it, but some of the results that we had were a little surprising. I mean, yeah, we went out there, we kicked ass. I mean, we had some years where we were up 100, up 200 units. And, you know, when you don't do it every day and you see units like that, it's it's a little surprising. And then we went into last year and we, we finished just above the watermark there, we'll say. And Uncle Dave was trying to tell us like for, for a long time, like, hey, don't expect what we did the last couple of years. So I guess Uncle Dave kind of knew that that wasn't going to happen again. And uh, just the fact that we finished in the green last year was nice. But now it's like, you know, where are we going to end up? Are we going to end up with a 100, 200 or are we going to end up? you know, just finishing above or maybe even below. So it feels like the pressure is on there. Uncle Dave, you guys know how we do this. If you don't, this is how we do it. Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover first round leaders, head to heads, make and miss the cuts, top 40s to top fives, any special props that we have. And of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. Uncle Dave, before we go ahead and get this one started, uh, we're moving to Phoenix now. How's the weather forecast going to be for Phoenix this week? Yeah, it's funny. I knew you were going to ask that. And, you know, I'm thinking it's Phoenix. You know, it's always sunny and warm, but that's not the case. You know, even the practice rounds, Tuesday, Wednesday, and are, are uh, you know, going to be, you know, 60, 65 and probably raining. And uh, Thursday, day one of the tournament is also supposed to rain. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a little chilly too. I think 57. So, you know, that kind of could affect my first round leaders. I don't know, but it's going to be chilly all week, really. I mean, Saturday is going to probably rain again. Um, you know, I don't know morning or afternoon yet. Sunday looks sunny, but only 63, say only. I mean, it's not what you think of when you think of Phoenix. So, yeah, we've got some issues there. And, you know, I I, I, 
I think it's really going to, you know, it's going to affect the practice rounds too. So I think that, um, you know, I think we're going to want guys with a good history here, I think, because there are going to be a lot of guys that aren't going to, aren't going to be able to play uh, practice rounds that haven't played there before. So yeah, um, not, not typical Phoenix weather. I'm glad I asked you about the weather at Uncle Dave, because that was kind of one of the angles that I took this week. I saw the weather and I'm like, all right, well, if these guys aren't going to get a ton of practice in, I want guys that at least have been active and have been at this course. So that's kind of where I went here for this week's card. Let's go ahead, Uncle Dave. Let's start it out with our first round leaders. Let me go ahead and give us a, a fan favorite here, Uncle Dave. I'm pretty sure you might know where I'm going. I'm going to go with the guy that won last week at Pebble Beach, and that was Wyndham Clark. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take him to be first-round leader here at 40-1. to 1. I figure why not? He's hot right now, and I think he wants to carry his hot play right into Phoenix. Clark has never won in Phoenix, but he is a first-round guy. He's one of the best guys probably like the last two years when it comes to first-round scoring average, and he's been very good at this venue. His last five tournaments here at Phoenix, 4th, 8th, 13th third and third so this guy's like a top 15 machine and i think plugging him in somewhere is certainly something i would recommend not doing that would probably be a mistake i'm going to use him here at 40 to 1 i feel like he has some added motivation to go ahead and win here and with his current form and how he performed last week 40 to 1 actually feels like a pretty good price here for first round leader so i'll go ahead i'll give you guys that and i'll go ahead i'll give you a, a kind of like a mid-range bomber here Another guy who finished strong last week, Thomas Detry at 60-1. to 1. He's been busy recently and has had some decent finishes in his last two events. His putting and his distance have been just absolutely red hot. And I think if his accuracy can hold up like it did last week, he could actually show up on the leaderboard here maybe for all four days. Now, he's never been here before, and that's probably my biggest concern for him. But I like to go ahead and play on golfers who actually might be playing their best golf. And I actually think Thomas Detry right now could be in that best golf pocket right now. So it's 60 to 1. Thomas Detry, first round leader. I'll go ahead. I'll give that a try. So those are my first two round leaders there. Uncle Dave, Wyndham Clark, 40 to 1. Thomas Detry, 60 to 1. That's what I got. What are you looking at? Well, we, uh, we're we in agreement. I used Wyndham Clark as well. Um, you know, and I don't like to do that, you know, wired back to back type guys like that. But. You know, he he um, he opened last year with a three under and, you know, at, at, at 40 or 45 to one, um, you know, he's always been a great starter. If you remember the years past, we've used him quite a bit. He he tends to get out early. So, yeah, I used him too. I used Adam Hadwin at 55 to one, you know, talk about a bargain. Plus, he's from Canada. So maybe he's maybe he didn't mind the cold weather. But, you know, two years ago, he had an opening round of five under. Um, that was one back of the first round lead. And, and last year he opened with another five under and had him one back at Jason Day. I mean, you know, it, it might be a crime not to take him. Uh, I also bet him 12 to one to finish top five after the first round, figuring, you know, he's, he's probably going to do okay. Uh, and I bet Eric Cole at 16 to one to be top five after the first round. Um, his history, his metrics all say that he should be. And, you know, the other one is, you know, should I just take Brian Harmon every week, Sleepy? I mean, we know at some point he's going to be a first-round leader. He's 70-1, to 1, um, and he opened here with a minus three a couple of years ago. He was under par in the first round last year. Um, I think he's a bit under the radar. He played really well in Hawaii. 
um, but was pretty much of a non-factor at Pebbles. So, you know, he's got a little extra rest. He got out of there uh, a little early. So those are my leaders, Clark Hadwin, uh, Cole top five and uh, Hadwin top five. And I, I threw in Brian Arman. Some week I won't use him and he'll win, but you know, let's not, you know, if I didn't use him and he won week one, I'd be pissed. So there you have it. All right, Uncle Dave, there you go for your first round leaders from Uncle Dave. Uh, next up, let's go. Let's get into our head-to-heads. Uh, these were a little bit slim this morning and last night there, Uncle Dave, but I found two, and I found one that I really like. And I normally don't go ahead and just say, hey, you know, this is like a best bet for me for the podcast. We normally don't do that on this pod. But I will go ahead and tell you that this is my favorite bet for the podcast, and it's going to be a wager here head-to-head, and this is on DraftKings. Hideki Matsuyama over Corey Connors. Connors hasn't been good this entire offseason. A lot of low-below-average finishes for him since the season wrapped up last year at the Tour Championship. He hasn't finished inside the top 30 since the Tour Championship, and he's golfed four events since then. He hasn't been very good here in Phoenix either in four trips. Three of his last four starts here have been 38th, 45th, and 50th. His best finish here is 17th. It's just not a guy that I want at this course and in his current form. Now, Hideki, he's at least been golfing a little bit, and he's been golfing, I would say, rather decent. But this venue is one of his better places. He's won here twice. He has three top 10s, two top 20s. He hit the board here pretty much every time that he's been here. I think he had like one or two maybe bad finishes here, but he has a lot of experience here at this course. I feel like this line should probably be like Hideki minus 200, not minus 125. So I love Hideki here over Corey Connors in the head-to-head. Again, that's on DraftKings. I'm going to make that my best bet for the podcast. I absolutely love that one. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to go ahead and stay here with DraftKings. I'm going to play a tournament three ball here. And I figure it this way. I got to have Scheffler, the best golfer in the world, somewhere. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play him here on DraftKings three ball minus 125. And it's going to be over Justin Thomas and Max Homa. And I think that this is something that Uncle Dave and I will probably talk about throughout the year quite a bit. We really have to ask ourselves how many world championship, how much world championship talent is really left in these fields. Rom is gone. Uh, same thing with Brooksy. He's not here. Uh, Hovland's going to be out. Shafle, Finau, Cantley, those guys are all out. And I know that Thomas has looked good, but I don't think we can kind of forget like what his season ended up looking like last year. And I actually think that Thomas will make some strides back, and I think he probably is in line for a much better year, at least at least I think so. And Homa to me, he's kind of been like a little bit of a mystery. You know, he crushed it at times last year, and then at times he kind of just fell off, and he looked like he was just an average golfer. And you can't be average against Scheffler because he's basically Mr. Consistent. And I really think that fading Scheffler for us there, Uncle Dave, this year is actually going to be far easier when it comes to who will win but I think if we're looking to fade him to win, that we kind of have to use him in other spots because there are going to be gaps. And I think that this is a gap where we have Scheffler, world-class talent versus, and I'm not saying that Thomas and Homa aren't, but I'm just saying like with all these other guys out, Rom leaving and, you know, there's no Shoffley, there's no Finau, like there is a, a, a gap here. So I'm going to go ahead I'm going to play this. Tournament three ball on DraftKings, Scotty Scheffler over Justin Thomas and Max Homer. Those are my head-to-heads there this week, Uncle Dave. What do you got? Well, we're going to have some disagreements, Sleepy, um, all the way down the line. 
Um, I got a couple that I'll throw out there. Um, I took Aaron Van Royen minus 120 over Christian Bezudenhut. Um, it was just one of those things where when I go through the stats and I go through the peripherals, um, Van Royen's got the game for this course and Bezudenhut doesn't. Uh, and I already mentioned I like Eric Cole. I took him minus 120 over Adam Scott. Um, as far as Scheffler goes, you know, I mean, here's the thing. He's in a head-to-head, uh, he's minus 200 over Justin Thomas. I get it. He's the pedigree. He's, you know, the, the, the chalk and yada, yada, yada. But if I can get Justin Thomas, who's the second favorite in the field at plus 160, uh, I'm going to take it. Um, and to your point about um, betting Scheffler, not betting Scheffler, betting chalk, not betting chalk. I mean, you know, they have a, a prop on DraftKings, big guns versus the field. Uh, and you can get the big guns, which would be Scheffler, Thomas, and Homa uh, at plus 225. Um, I just think that's a better bet if I wanted to use Scheffler rather than, you know, plus 450 or plus 500 to just him. I basically get Justin Thomas and Homa for, well, not free, but, you know, if I wanted to use Scheffler, that's what I would do um, rather than go ahead and, you know, plus 450 or whatever it is for the for the tournament win. So, you know, we, we agreed there a bit. We, we disagree there a bit. Um, and I will have a little more to say about Corey Connors later, Sleepy. All right, Uncle Dave. So I saw that same exact wager where it was the big guns versus the field. And I thought about that too. And I was that's when I was actually looking at this particular prop. The reason why I would be with you on that was exactly kind of what I was just talking about is that I, I feel like there are gaps. Like that next wave of guys, yeah, it's Justin Thomas, it's Finau, it's Cantley, it's got to be Homa and and Shoffley. Like those guys have to be in there. But if those other guys are, are now, you know, Hovland's out, and all that's really left is Thomas and Homa, like I was just saying with those gaps, like that's probably not a bad bet either. So, I mean, I considered it for a second, but I wasn't necessarily really putting too much thought into it. But after you talked about it, that's actually a, a pretty wise wager because – now you don't have to worry about picking those guys to win. You can and and spreading your money all around. You could just go ahead and place it on one. So I don't dislike that at all, there, Uncle Dave. So I dig it. So those will wrap up our head to heads. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into make and miss the cut. And unfortunately, uh, this week there are no make and miss the cuts. Those are not out yet. But what I will do, uh, I'll go ahead and kick in one prop here. I have two props for you guys. I'll get to the other one a little bit later. But uh, why don't we go ahead and play the hole in one? I found this last night on FanDuel there, Uncle Dave, at minus 110. Uh, recently this morning, it's moved to minus 120 on the yes. If there's going to be one course that you want to do this on, one for entertainment, but two, it could actually happen. I actually think it is this one. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bet, will there be a hole-in-one yes at minus 110, uh, currently minus 120 on FanDuel. I do actually think somebody probably gets one here. I'm sure the pin locations... I would say maybe for like three out of four days, we'll be in some pretty good spots here where everyone can go ahead and attack, especially on the 16th stadium, part three. Fowler had one last year. I think he had one on hole seven. Again, it just, it makes for sports center. Golf is back. Uh, the PGA wants to be seen. And I think that they're going to put some uh, pin locations this year that are in some very, very favorable places. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play the hole in one prop here uh, at minus 110. And I found that one on Fandle. So like I said, skip making Mr. Cut. 
let's go ahead. Let's jump into our top 40s through top fives. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and lead out top 40s through top fives. What do you got? Uh, top 10, I, I played Justin Thomas at plus 130. And, you know, reason being, he hasn't missed a cut here in five years. You know, we want guys playing on the weekend. Uh, um, and look at his history. He's one of only four players to have multiple top 10s over the last five years here at this course. Um, the others being Scheffler, obviously, and uh, Xander, who withdrew, and Ricky Fowler, who I was tempted to use somewhere. Um, maybe you did. I don't know. Um, top 20s. Um, I went a little rogue here. Kevin Yu at plus 360. I mean, this is a home game for him. Um, not only did he play golf at Arizona State, but he still plays out of Scottsdale. Uh, we know this is a rowdy crowd, and I think he'll be a fan favorite. Um, you know, he had a third and a sixth at the Farmers and the Amex, so I'm really not asking him to do something he hasn't done yet, uh, which is always sort of one of my criteria. Um, JT Poston, plus 140, top 20. And I wanted to take him higher. Uh, I may regret that um, at, uh, you know, maybe even a first round later somewhere along the line. I mean, the guy hasn't been outside the top 10 in, in four events this year, and he shot every round at 70 or less. And I think he's a horse for this course, too. He ranks well above average in every category I considered this week. Um, he didn't play well here last year, but two years ago he was 23rd, so he knows the course. Um, if he played just a little better here, I'd, I'd have taken him T10 at plus 360, but I don't want to be greedy in February, Sleepy. Uh, and one more, Gary Woodland at, at plus 450, top 20. Uh, this is my sentimental bet. You know, I mean, we know Woodland had a brain lesion last fall, and, you know, he missed the cut in his first two events this year. Uh, but he took last week off, and, you know, now maybe the media attention, you know, might have died down a little bit. He could just play golf. Uh, he has the game for this course uh, and the stats and the peripherals. So, you know, I think Gary Woodland could be a little bit of a surprise, and especially in – I hate to call it a watered down field, but as you mentioned it, um, you know, the list of guys that are not here uh, is, is, uh, is a pretty big list. So Woodland uh, plus, what did I say? Uh, 450 top 20. All right. Good stuff there from Uncle Dave. There's his top 40s through top fives. Uh, I didn't want to get cute here, Uncle Dave. I kind of just wanted to get something that was going to cash. I think last year, one of the issues that I had is that I was trying to find, you know, these bigger plus prices when it came to top 40s through top fives. And I think the year prior, I kind of just stuck to like top 30s and top 40s, and I was cashing tickets there quite often. So I'm going to go back to what at least I felt like I had success with last year, and that was going ahead playing top 30s and top 40s. So I'm going to give you guys two top 30s this week. Both of these are on DraftKings. Sahith Tagala, top 30, minus 110. Tagala's been very busy this entire offseason, especially – in the month of January and February. It looks like he's ready for another quality season here, and he just finished T20 last week. During January, he was kind of up and down. I mean, he golfed quite a bit, but he had a second-place finish there at the Century a few weeks ago, and then he was cut in Hawaii at the Sony, so it's kind of like like I was saying, like an up and down. But he has some solid finishes there nonetheless. Thigala has been here twice, finishing 39th and 3rd, and when I look at the PGA odds board, just like last year, it's more talent leaving going to the LIV. And I think that the Gala is like a legit threat here, you know, with these standout fields this year to go ahead and, and finally go ahead and get himself a nice win. The Gala showed that he's ready for big time golf last year. I just think he needs to go ahead and uh, just go out there and kind of be good. And I think that he could easily cash this ticket here. Nothing really says that. 
he's not at least good right now. So top 30, Sahith Tagala, minus 110. And then I go another top 30 here, Sun JM, minus 125. Another guy that's been active throughout the entire month of January and February. Now, he's had a little bit of a mixed bag results, too. I think last week was kind of just a crappy week for him at Pebble Beach. He has done well there before in the past, but I think the conditions, the course, the weather, it was just really challenging for a lot of the guys there at Pebble Beach. Sungjae, he'll be much better here. He's been in Phoenix four times. He's cracked the top 23 times. His worst finish here is 34th, so I'm only asking him to go ahead and get in the top 30. Seems very likely. I think if he gets it together, he's actually live for this tournament, but top 30. Looks like a really good bet to me. So those are my two top 40s, two top fives there. Uncle Dave on DraftKings, top 30. So hit the Gala minus 110, top 30, Sung JM minus 125. So with all that done and out of the way, uh, all we have left here are our props, if we have any. And winners, Uncle Dave, you got any props? Um, I don't. Sleepy, the, the only one I I considered is the uh, the big guns versus the field, Sleepy. I call that a prop. and. And 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 getting uh, Homer Thomas and Scheffler at plus two twenty five uh, to win. Um, little leery with the with the weather report, but you know because of the weather report, I'm going to be a little more cautious and probably once we get tea times, make some adjustments. And if I do that, um, I'll just throw them out there on Twitter, um, and we'll just call that good. I I I I like to hear what you have to say about prop sleepy. All right, I just want to see if I can get your stamp of approval on this one. So uh, nationality prop, I'm going to go top South American Emiliano Grillo at plus 125. Now, it's just a small field here with four golfers. You have uh, Villegas, you have Jonathan Vegas, you have Nico Echeverria. None of those guys, I, I would say, are really all that great, you know, good quality golfers, but nowhere near where Emiliano Grillo is at right now. I mean, he took off last year actually after this event and he's been kind of hot as of late three straight events in the top 20 and this is one course that he hasn't conquered yet but like I said like he took off after this event last year but he does have a lot of experience here so I think with his you know his comfort level the way that he's been golfing and the fact that like he's been here the familiarity like this is the one course that he would probably either come into maybe he just Maybe he took a lot of, you know, the offseason kind of off, and he just came into this one slow and cold. But obviously he's changed his approach. I mean, he's really stepped up and gotten much better. He's been active. So I feel like this is probably a pretty good prop here for him because he's just been so good. So I'm going to play him plus 125 to be the top South American here. I feel like that's a pretty good prop and that we're getting a really good golfer here. I, I feel like he should probably be a little bit of minus money there, Uncle Dave. Um, I'm I'm going to agree with you. Um, I don't have him on my card, but he was on my list, and he could be on my list when I when I get a little closer to final on on uh, Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Uh, so I guess I'm in agreement, Sleepy. Um, you should maybe make that one your your best bet of the pod uh, because I would feel I would feel better about that uh, than than maybe throwing Corey Connors under the bus, but okay. All right. Well, we'll see how Corey Connors shapes out there this weekend there, Uncle Dave, because I'm not on board with Corey. So I have a feeling he may show up in your winners, but I'm glad I got your sample of approval on that. So let's go ahead. Let's get into the winners there, Uncle Dave. You mentioned one of the guys that I have. 
I have a feeling I mentioned one of the guys that you have. So I'm going to let you go ahead and lead out this week. You got winners. What do you got? Yeah, you did, Sleepy. I mean, the top ball strikers in the field this week, which would be guys that rank in the top 25 in, in shots gained approach and off the tee, um, Scheffler, duh, um, Gary Woodland, who I used, Eric Van Royen, who I used, and this guy who you don't like, Corey Connors, 65 to 1. I mean, I like him top 10 this week as well. I bet him there. Um, he's been playing well uh, with no rounds over 70 in the first three tournaments. And, you know, I mentioned he's only one of four players that's kind of kind of tips the scales a little bit. You know, the downside you mentioned in his course history isn't as solid as some others, but, you know, that's why he's priced um, 65 to 1. You know, I, I ding him for his putting woes this year. Uh, he hasn't been good, but it's only been a lot of tournaments and he's never been – uh, an elite putter anyway. And to reiterate, um, these greens aren't difficult. They're fairly flat. There's a, not a lot to them. So if he can't putt here, he can't putt anywhere. Uh, and then I went with you on one. I, I took Sanjay M at 30 to one. Um, why? Well, if you look at all the comparable courses, um, he's in the top 10 in shots gained total. Uh, and he didn't play well at the farmers and he started kind of shitty at at Pebble Beach, but he came back and fired a 66 on Saturday, which was obviously the final round. So I think he's on the uptick, and for a lot of other reasons, I, I just think 30 to 1 is kind of silly. Um, you know, and even though we haven't been doing the podcast, I've been paying attention. And uh, last week at 100 to 1, uh, Wyndham Clark was the, was the chalkiest winner. Uh, so far in the four tournaments, we've had, I think, 100, a 200, a 300. So I had to find the bomber, um, and I took Lucas Glover at 101, Sleepy. Um, you know, he's really up there in shots gained approach, and that's my number one of stat. Um, he's also a fan favorite, um, and, you know, he shot his best round of the year on Saturday at Pebble Beach. And, you know, then I thought about the weather. And, you know, people may remember last year in a tournament that, I don't know if he won, but he was in contention and it was super hot and he was just dripping sweat. So, you know, maybe he doesn't like that a whole lot, although he did play well. So maybe the maybe the cold weather won't bother the OG. Uh, Lucas Glover at 100 to 1, Corey Connors at 65 to 1, and Sanjay M at 30 to 1. All right. Good stuff there, Uncle Dave. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, for those of you guys that listen to the podcast and have listened for a while, you know that Uncle Dave and I, we don't share our picks before we do the pod and sometimes we agree sometimes we disagree so as you can hear you know we disagreed here on Corey connors but it's funny uncle dave i was looking for a bomber and i left him off the list but he was going he was almost going on the sheet and it was lucas glover so interesting that you went ahead and picked him i just left him off because i'm just like i don't know if this guy could win at 100 to 1 and i had two picks that i actually really liked so let's go ahead and let's start out with the guy that you already mentioned. That's JT Poston at 33 to 1. I think that I don't know if he's ready to win, but I guess that that's probably the question. I think that, you know, based on what he's done this entire offseason at these lesser tournaments, I mean, absolutely. Poston's just been sizzling for weeks now and has plenty of experience here in Phoenix. He has two good finishes here recently. I think finished 11th and finished 23rd. Now, he was cut here last year, just like you said there, Uncle Dave. And I think that that actually gives us a little bit of value. You would think that, you know, coming off of a cut here at this venue, 
that that's going to motivate the crap out of him, especially the way that he's been golfing. I mean, his putting and his accuracy right now has been really good. And if he can go ahead and keep that in order, I feel like he's definitely a threat. Like we've been talking about for pretty much this entire pod, these fields are really thinned out. And, you know, getting a guy like JT Poston who's motivated 33 to 1 feels like a ticket that I should probably have. So I'll go ahead. I'll play him 33 to 1, JT Poston to win. And I'll also go ahead and I'll take Sam Burns at 20 to 1. Burns has looked great, you know, pretty much dating back to early December. And this is a course that. Burns has kind of been like feast or famine. He's been here five times, cut three times, and has a T22 and a T3 finish. I think the most important was obviously the T3 finish, and that was the last time that he was here. And we've seen with many golfers that it kind of just takes a few times at this particular place to go ahead and get it before you actually got it. And I think Burns' recent form and his recent success here actually has him live. I think he has to like how we how he's looked during this entire offseason. I feel like the odds here, probably just about right. I don't think I'm getting a real bargain, but I also don't feel like I'm getting gypped here. So Sam Burns, the win, 20 to 1. Those would be my two winners there, Uncle Dave. Sam Burns, JT Post, and that's what I got. You got anything else to wrap up, Uncle Dave, before we knock it out? Um, no, other than the fact that uh, Sam Burns was also on my list. He is uh, He's in the top uh, 10 in shots gained total on – on comparable courses as well. So yeah, that was definitely a guy I, I, um, I had on my list. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. So, uh, you know, let's cash a big ticket and get this going. All right. There you guys go. That's the golf podcast for this week. Uh, really happy to be back here with uncle Dave doing this once again, for me, uh, football season was long. I, I could not wait to just go in and get in a basketball and get into golf. I mean, these are probably my favorite podcasts. I get to just sit down, handicap, and I get to talk to Uncle Dave early in the morning. We get to talk golf, and uh, you know, and then we see what happens, what what plays out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we got four days of golf action. Glad to be back. Hopefully, you guys all didn't run away. Uh, if you guys are new to the podcast, please like, subscribe, follow Uncle Dave and I on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame at Dave underscore Esler. Make sure you guys check us out at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.